Hey everyone, my name is Jeff Arrowood. I'm the founder of the online spirituality program called From the Abbey. This is the first official episode of the Rebuilding My Inner Abbey webcast. In this episode, we'll discuss the goal of our spiritual project, Heaven and Holiness. Welcome to My Inner Abbey, the podcast that offers practical strategies for Catholic spiritual growth. Are you ready to unlock your heart and rebuild your spiritual life? Then join host Jeff Arrowwood as he offers practical ways for you to restore your inner abbey. The My Inner Abbey webcast starts now. One of the questions I hear quite often in my work with From the Abbey is, what exactly is heaven? The question comes in different forms. One time I was asked, if God loves everyone, why would he send anyone to hell? Another member asked, since anyone from any religion can go to heaven, does it really matter what we believe? You know what? These are not small questions. If we don't understand the goal of our spiritual life, how will we understand what our spiritual life should look like? So let's clarify what heaven really is so we'll know exactly how to build our spiritual life to get there. Let's begin by busting a few widely believed myths. The first myth is that while we want to go to heaven after we die, we'd much rather be on earth. There's a sense that this earthly life is real living and that heaven will be a sort of a bland, shadowy existence. This myth actually comes from the ancient Greek pagan world, which saw what they called heaven as a place of eternal rest, meaning all you did was rest for all eternity. So this first myth is busted because it isn't Christian. It's actually pagan. Sometimes we take this vision a step further and we understand heaven as a physical paradise, often as a reward for people who lived a good life. In fact, I'd say this is the most common understanding of heaven among Catholics. And this is the reason for the idea that it doesn't matter what we believe about God as long as we live a good life. But this is also not a Catholic understanding of heaven. It's also much more pagan than Christian. But let's use some sacred scripture to bust these two myths that heaven is a physical paradise and that heaven is a reward for people who live a good life. If we look at how sacred scripture talks about heaven, we immediately see that none of these three ways of understanding heaven is sufficient. In his letter to the Philippians, St. Paul says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. St. Paul definitely saw heaven as something more than a mere shadowy existence that pales in comparison to earthly life. To him, to die was gain. In other words, the afterlife was better than the life on earth. But couldn't he have meant that he was looking forward to a physical paradise? Well, in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, he says, For I consider that our present sufferings cannot even be compared to the glory of that will be revealed to us. No, heaven is not just a physical paradise. There's much more to it than that. So if heaven is not a reward for being good and it's not a physical paradise and it's not a shadowy existence, what is it? Well, first and foremost, heaven is an intimate soul-to-soul -soul relationship with God. Joined to Jesus as members of his body, we will actually participate in the very life of the Holy Trinity. This is the glory of heaven. And of course, the life of the Holy Trinity is love. So heaven means to exist 
in the very state of love. But we don't love God as mere individuals. From the beginning of creation to the church founded by Jesus, we have always been called to love as members of God's family. And that's why Jesus taught that the great commandments were to love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And we have no reason to believe that God would put so much emphasis on our love for each other only to have it disappear in heaven. So our experience of heaven will also be a perfect, intimate love with each other. And that means we're going to have real relationships in heaven. But God's goodness doesn't stop there. In the created world, God has given us many expressions of his love. And we have good reason to believe that when we fully participate in God's love in heaven, we will more fully participate in all of these expressions of God's love as well. So, like Adam and Eve before the fall, we will regain the perfection of human life. No, sorry guys, we're not going to gain the kind of perfection our world value. We're not all going to become perfect bodied weightlifters. Instead, we have the perfection of our entire human nature to look forward to. We will be glorified beings. We will also have perfect participation in truth and beauty. Think about a time when you got wrapped up in learning something that just fascinated you. Now picture yourself experiencing a sense of wonder and awe and curiosity for all eternity. Since all of creation was meant to be a reminder of God's love for us, we also believe that we will somehow participate in the fullness of these goods in heaven. Now, the created goods won't be our main focus, but we'll participate in some way in the fullness of their goodness as part of our participation in God's love for us. You know, when someone dies and we express our hope in heaven, we often say, rest in peace. If that conjures up the pagan image of heaven being some shadowy existence where we do nothing but lie on a cloud strumming our harp, then we definitely need to adjust our view of heaven. The peace that we wish upon our beloved dead is the end of struggle against sin. That's the true peace of heaven. But as we can see from this brief thought exercise, heaven is going to be anything but boring. It's a very active participation in the divine life. It's a very active participation in the love of God and in his goodness. And we know that because heaven is the presence of God, it is also the presence of every good because God is the source of all that is good. So let's talk briefly about hell. St. Augustine teaches us that evil is the absence of God's plan for goodness. Evil is the absence of a good that should be present, or it's the distortion of a good away from its intended purpose. So what does that mean about hell? First of all, hell exists because of free will. We are free to choose a relationship with God, or we are free to choose to live without him. Just as heaven is not a reward for people who are good, hell is not really a punishment for people who do evil. Hell is God giving people who do not choose him exactly what they want. So the first definition of hell is the absence of any relationship with God. And that means it's the complete absence of love. We will not experience God's love and we will not experience the love for others. St. Catherine of Siena teaches us that the greatest suffering of hell is not fire or physical torment, but loneliness. But if heaven means the perfection of the human person, hell means the complete opposite. 
The physical suffering of hell comes from the lack of perfection of our humanity and from the lack of truth and beauty and other created goods. Instead of these goods, we will experience the emptiness of sickness, suffering, and death for all eternity. But like the enjoyment of created goods is just part of our participation in God's love in heaven, these sufferings are really just part of the absence of God's love in hell. They're really secondary to the suffering of loneliness and selfishness. So we've just clarified a bit of what heaven truly is. That leaves only the question of how to get there. If heaven is an eternal relationship with God, how do you think we attain it? That's right, we get to heaven by having a relationship with God now. How do we do that? Only through grace. Sanctifying grace gives us the three building blocks of a relationship with God. These are called the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. And they build our relationship with God the same way any human relationship is built. Hope is trust in God. Trust usually comes first. Faith is trust in God's revelation that grows into intimacy, knowing God more deeply. And charity is participation in the love of God. So trust leads to intimacy, which leads to love. Therefore, hope leads to faith, which leads to charity. That's our path to heaven. If this episode of Rebuilding My Inner Abbey inflamed some interest in you about our understanding of heaven as Catholics, I'd like to invite you to explore from the Abbey's online class, The Four Last Things, Death, Judgment, Heaven, and Hell. This class explains more deeply what we know about our eternal destiny and how we know it. It goes deeper into heaven and hell, and it also explores what death is and isn't, what our particular judgment is, including purgatory, and what the general judgment is. You can find this class in the bookstore, and it's also available on Udemy and on From the Abbey's Facebook page. Or you can join From the Abbey's Novice Membership and get this course and others for half the price. The Novice Membership gives you a new online class every month for just $9 a month. Each month you get an access pass that unlocks one of the classes in the Novitiate Library. And the Four Last Things class is one of those classes that you could unlock. The classes in that library sell for $20 or $30 individually, and members get them for just $9. So I encourage you to explore those options for getting the Four Last Things class. If you'd like to learn more about building your spiritual life around the theological virtues, stay tuned. From the Abbey produces programs both paid and free that do just that. The best way to get involved is to join our free online community that comes with our free postulant membership. Just visit fromtheabbey.com to learn more. And you can find show notes and subscription information for this webcast at myinnerabbey.com. In our next episode of Rebuilding My Inner Abbey, we're going to talk about the spirituality of giving. At the time this episode is being recorded and released, we're celebrating Advent and looking forward to Christmas. Despite concerns that Christmas has become too materialistic and commodified, most Catholic families still participate in the ritual of giving and receiving gifts. Why? We're going to explore how we can recapture a truly Catholic understanding of gifts that can move us away from the materialism embraced by our culture without requiring us to boycott presents under the Christmas tree. If you're not listening to these episodes during Advent or Christmas, don't worry. This episode will still be very relevant to you because we're going to talk about the spirituality of stewardship 
the role of giving all year round as part of your spiritual project. I hope you'll join us for episode two of Rebuilding My Inner Abbey. Thank you so much for listening to the My Inner Abbey webcast with your host, Jeff Arrowwood. You can find show notes, videos, and more at myinnerabbey.com. Register to be part of the live My Inner Abbey audience and hear about our upcoming episodes. Or visit From the Abbey on Twitter or Facebook at From the Abbey. Join us again for our next episode as we explore practical strategies for making real spiritual growth and help you restore another room of your inner abbey.